Welcome everybody to the Rugby Junkie Podcast episode 12. Today is the 16th of April 2018. If you haven't noticed already, um, Mercurial Darmaston has left us. He's on his, his holly pops for the next three weeks in Australia and uh, the Shea Islands, wherever the hell they are. So he won't be with us for the next couple of weeks, but... I have today, as usual, as always, the old reliable Muller. How are you, Muller? How's it going, Johnny? You good? I'm good, thanks. Um, so, I suppose, first of all, I'll just... Uh, we'll get straight into the Pro 12. Um, so, there were some big wins for Edinburgh. I'll just run quickly through the results. So, Edinburgh beat Scarlet, 52-14. Zebra beat the Dragons in a close one, 34-32. Southern Kings lost at home... Cardiff Blues Leinster lost at home to Benetton um, the Cheetahs had a narrow loss to Munster in 1917 at home and Glasgow beat the Connacht 22 is that? 35 points to 22 and Ulster had a poor enough game I believe uh, 8-0 against Ospreys at home so Mull I suppose what games did you catch over the weekend? I saw I actually missed the Munster match I was looking for ages and I couldn't find it it was on Sky Sports 121 it was yeah I couldn't find it, it, it for the me. Yeah. yeah I couldn't find it so I just gave up in the end didn't catch it but um, I saw the Edinburgh game um, bit of a strange result isn't it um, Scarlet's going to the Champions Cup next week Edinburgh 8 tries big performance yeah um, that's what, it, what the one I caught did you catch any or did you see most oh, of it I or? caught the Munster game I, I, I brought the missus out for an enjoyable few points watching the match she was delighted Conor Murray had an absolute barnstormer I was I was just saying to you off, off, offline there he he came on after um, the scrum half I can't think of his name there he'll come to me uh, came off at a head injury uh, scrum on, on James there. Hart James Hart yeah. scrum, uh, scrum on there five first touch of the ball over for a try and then last, I think it was the last five minutes of the game, he slotted a penalty 55 metres yeah. out. He He's just immaculate. Really, I just don't know what they're going to do if he ever gives up, decides to give it up. Like He's in like the form of his life. He just can't he, do anything wrong at the moment. Wrong, like, no. No. I was seeing that the Munster tweeted before, uh, just there today actually, and uh, they showed a, a video of him um, before the game and said practice makes perfect. And he was taking a kick from about 50, 60 metres out again just practising before the game he so doesn't look like he thumps it either oh, he looks like he's just really smooth like yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose the two games of the weekend fair enough Edinburgh put a big score but it's got to be the two Italian teams yeah uh, I think it's the first time ever any Italian team has beaten Leinster in the RDS yeah, is I what think, I read yeah we put up it on Instagram after yeah. I think it was a uh, rugby junkie uh, official on Instagram <laughs> and um we put it up on Instagram and we saw that it was the first defeat for, or first home defeat um, from a Leinster team in 17 or 18 attempts from an Italian team so uh, yeah and look they were, they were well deserved of it like when I looked at it like from again from 1 to 8 it was like the Six Nations again just the line speed and the intensity from the Italians was just in their face and um, there was a, a moment of madness and right from uh, the scrum half he was in unbelievable form again but I'd say they were on the back of maybe 10, 11, 12 phases and they were getting into the Leinster line and he went in with his boot and he stamped twice and uh, he got a yellow card for it. Yeah, it was Ben Whitehouse who was the referee as well oh. which is a referee that everyone loves I'm sure. But, uh, ben Whitehouse is the wannabe... Wannabe Nigel. Wannabe, wannabe Nigel. Nigel. So yeah, they got a yellow so they were down to down to 14 men but it, it seemed to make them better. They just improved. They were so good and um, yeah, they closed out the game in the end so it was great performance and, and to be honest they were well deserved of their 
the results you know they, they deserved it because they played so so well um, it was actually a kind of a game I watched a bit of rugby already that week so I, at the weekend so I kind of let it off I kind of thought Leinster yeah. would just do the number yeah, on yeah, it yeah. I kind of watched the highlights I see Leinster had some abysmal choices I think Sean Cronin um, Sean Brain no Sean Cronin Sean Cronin yeah, threw yeah. an awful pass and they just pounced it and ran the pitch he, no so it was Jack McGrath actually Jack McGrath, yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. they were trying to do that back door thing, back so. door and Jack McGrath cannot do it middle of nowhere yeah, it was just, they just pounced. packed through yeah Tommaso Allen I think scored it yeah, and they, they took every chance they got but yeah. it looks of it yeah he was unreal Tommaso Allen was man the match as well was he? And, um, yeah class he was really really good but uh, the positives I suppose for Leinster is that Sean O'Brien got a, got a bit of game time I think he came off after 60 or 70 minutes I didn't realise he was playing yeah right. so and I think there's talks from being fit for the well fully fit match fit for the next um, next week as well um, so that was good Southern Kings seem to keep going with their performances of losing unfortunately I saw I saw bits and bobs with Cardiff look uh, very good yeah. they're very dangerous they're wide yeah. they've unbelievable backs yeah so um and they just caught the highlights of it and they just seem to be running in tries for fun yeah I think that that, that win though I think it gets some um, Champions Cup spot so I think if you've that kind of carrot dangling before the game um, yeah they were always going to go and put on a serious performance okay. so yeah. yeah it was good and I suppose Kings aren't yeah aren't kind of we, we expected more from them from interesting to see what happens with them next year are they contracted in for another couple of years or I, I assume they're contracted in for a, a number of years I don't know or actually. are they only in for one because I mean the way it looks like I think the Cheetahs might be in the, the round robin for the next stage if they keep going like yeah they'll be close but, to it actually they'll be close to it I think um, the Dragons like the Zebra game um, I know the Dragons threw a big lead I think they were 26-10 up yeah, at half time, um, half time yeah. I know it was a tight result in the end 34-32 to Zebra but uh, yeah it was just a, they threw it away towards the towards the second half of that um, I suppose going into the next two weeks I think there's 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 two games on next week to make up for fixtures not played and then there's a full raft of games on the 28th I suppose we'll talk about them later but next week is uh, Zebra and Ospreys and uh, um, on Saturday and Saturday night then is Ulster Glasgow Warriors that'd be a good game I'd say yeah Ulster they're playing well-ish I think they're kind of coming and, and going Look, they, they beat Edinburgh over in Edinburgh there last week which is a good win for them um, hopefully they can look after the back of winning against Ospreys at home um, they can do it again um, Glasgow I suppose uh, after beating Connacht last week um, they'll be looking for another result on the back of that but yeah Ulster they're sitting in fourth at the moment um, 55 points and Edinburgh they're in 64 so I don't think I don't think they're going to catch them no they're not really but uh, no they won't they just need to build performances really don't they because yeah. they, they haven't played that well you know they've kind of come in dribs and drabs yeah, and I suppose just a small comment on Connacht too. Their their form is kind of falling off, isn't it? Yeah. They just they don't seem to be at the races at all this season. No. Compared to the Pro Twelve, is it two years ago now? Two it? years ago, yeah. And I don't think their 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 European kind of games have helped them anyway either. You know they've kind of yeah they just haven't shot in Europe either. Um. So yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Um. Yeah. So moving on from there, we will move on to the Super Rugby tournament. So. There was a little less games this weekend. I think there was three on the bye. Uh, Melbourne Rebels uh, lost to the Aguares, which was a very good game. Last play of the game, kick, kick I think, was it? Oh, it was a try, was it in the corner? Try, yeah, yeah. Um, Highlanders um, beat the Brumbies well, um, 43-17, which is, uh, I assume, an Aussie derby. Oh, no, Highlanders, sorry. Uh, New Zealand derby, yeah. New Zealand derby, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Waratars uh, beat the Reds 37-16 and uh, the Bulls beat the Sharks 40 points to 10. Um, and then, oh sorry, on the Friday night before that, the Hurricanes beat the Chiefs, which was probably the game of the weekend, 25-13. So, uh, Mull, did you catch any of these games? What I caught was the Waratahs, uh, or sorry, yeah, the Waratahs and the Reds um, was the first time they played in a Sydney cricket venue. Oh, the MCG, I think yeah, is it? Yeah, something like that. MGC, it's it's a one of them. Three yeah, one of three abbreviations. But it, it's it's a weird. You know what? These these I don't understand where they put. Like I think New Zealand have the odd odd um, stadium as well, where it's like a rectangular pitch in the middle of a massive oval. And it just takes away from the atmosphere completely. Yeah, well, I think the rebels, the rebels complain about three pitches, and one of them is also an Aussie rules pitch, which is why it's so big, like and yeah. cricket as well, obviously. But I think they just get the most out of their pitches. Yeah, and they fill them. That's the thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but that game, Waratahs, um, they moved top of the Australian Conference, um, thirty-seven sixteen. So they got a bonus point. Reds were in good form, um, but yeah, Waratahs just done the job at home. Um, Jaguares or as Dara would say Los Jaguares oh very nice Jaguares <laughs> that's you Dara <laughs> um, yeah they returned to their winning ways so um, 25-22 they came from behind so um, yeah good away victory from from them um, in Rebels as well uh, I saw a lot of the Bulls and the Sharks game I actually turned it off with a bit to go but the Bulls up front were just all over them they were just monstrous everything was just taken down a mall it taken down a mall it I think they scored three tries from Malls. They're just they're very powerful. So Sharks have kind of gone a small bit backwards. They were kind of my second team this year. It was kind of Rebels and Sharks. I was kind of rooting for one in every province. I didn't really care about New Zealand because they just win everything. Yeah. So um, Rebels I- Rebels have just kind of fallen off last play of the game. I think so. Mm. I'm, I'm still still backing the Rebels all the way. It's funny when you watch the Super Rugby that there's no team is really close. You, you know the, the results are never close. It's always forty ten or thirty seven sixteen. You know. It's either, yeah. it's either a landslide win or like the odd odd really close win but uh, yeah they're, they're not like again like they're massive scorings like do you know what I mean 40 points 43 points it's just massive scorings every week it's way better watching the Northern Hemisphere rugby well like I suppose when you're watching people like the Scarlets and Glasgow's they're actually trying to play a lot of Southern Hemisphere yeah. rugby ball out the back yeah. keeping the continuity and there's a lot of offloads coming into the Northern Hemisphere but it's just a different I think it's a skill gap yeah. I think the skill gap between Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere is just too big. Yeah. Joe, at club level, maybe when you go up to international level, it's 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 closer closer. But it's just that the, the skills gap at the club level is so much more different. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a it's a big it's a big skill gap. Yeah. Um, I suppose the games next week. Um, coming up on the twentieth, we have the Blues versus the Highlanders, and following that, it's the Waratahs versus the Lions. That'll be a pretty good game. Um, on the twenty first, April twenty first, it's Crusaders Sunwolves, and um, uh, Reds versus the Chiefs, the Bulls versus Melbourne Rebels, and the Sharks versus the Stormers. Mm. There's no real big big battles there, kind of. Is, is there no? Not really. Like the one, the one that I jumped out at me was the Blues got their win last week over Sunwolves, and it was hard fought twenty four ten. But the Blues are sitting in fifth, um, yeah. last in the New Zealand Conference, and the Highlanders sitting in fourth. Um, not much between them points wise 19 points and 12 points so uh, the Blues being uh, at home um, that's New Zealand derby again so my, my pick my out. pick will probably be the Lions and the uh, Waratahs top of the two tables yeah I suppose head to head clash like yeah yeah chance for you to go out in front of everyone else 
general yeah. in both conferences. I know, I know the Lions are ahead, but Waratahs win there, they might jump jump another four points. Like, yeah, and it's starting from half eight, so half eight is the first game, ten forty five is the second game. Um, I have two o'clock and four o'clock again. So, oh, so I have Friday and Saturday, yeah, yeah. So you've a Saturday full of rugby again, which is the good thing about Super Rugby that we love. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so probably going into the most important topic of the weekend is uh, the Champions Cup so first of all on the 21st we have Leinster versus Scarlet's at half three and then on Sunday we have Racing at home against Munster so we'll take the first game Leinster and the Scarlet's both coming off a loss both have um, players coming back I know Scarlet's didn't have their full squad out against um, Glasgow I don't know where they're just resting them or were the injuries I'm not too sure but uh, Leinster have a lot of guys coming back Muller. yeah so Sean O'Brien was the the big name it was good for him to get some game time last weekend so hopefully he can um, yeah put, put a stamp in for a for a for a start but again like it's Leinster they've, they've such strength and depth you know and I know that they rested a lot of players for last week um, which is probably detrimental to them in the end because they just didn't seem as fluid you know they didn't yeah. seem as like they flowed as normal but um, Scarlets again I think they definitely rested a lot of players when they went to Edinburgh as well so mm-hmm. I think both both camps had a one eye on, on semi-final which you can't blame them either but um, yeah. I think they're both actually safe enough as well in the in the Pro, twi- in the pro 14 or that um, yeah they are I think Leinster are top of that conference and Scarlets um, are second Scarlets are second so uh, yeah it was kind of a game of nothing really wasn't it last yeah. week's um, and um, other good news I think you heard today Robbie Henshaw is back fighting fit after is it two months after dislocating his shoulder mm. so like that is some recovery time unbelievable um, and I suppose if, if, if he's fit I'd say there's no doubt they'll put him straight in there with Ringrose yeah. like that's some partnership again Ringrose and, and Henshaw back fully fit it hasn't actually happened all season I don't think is it maybe once or twice of this once season once or twice because they've both been kind of missing each other with injuries like yeah and so. I suppose then you saw the scene where pops into 15 and then Larmore jumps on the bench again so yeah. it's just kind of they can chop and change it's that back, as you said the lane. death like it's sickening it's, it's sickening yeah um, and like the front row there is just phenomenal like yeah. do you know to have four of the best props in the country at the moment I think is it Easily, yeah, easily. Two tight ends, two loose heads. Yeah. It's just it's, a debt. You have everything. And look, that's what they need when it kind of gets down to this time of the season where you're at the kind of business end of the league, business end of the Champions Cup. You need those players to start performing, you know. And um, yeah, I think, look, that, that week, I think for both camps as well, coming off the back of a loss, it could be it could be the kick they need, you know, for a good week, a week's run up into Champions Cup spot, semi final. So. Yeah, and again, as you said, with resting players, like they're going to have two weeks of. Like we'll say ten days and not playing any rugby, like yeah. which is, as you know yourself, like as a godsend. Like in, in in a season when you're playing every week, did you get ten days or twelve days off? Yeah, it just recovers the body so much faster. Like, yeah. Um, moving on to the second game, um, it is Racing ninety two versus Monster. Um, good news I think for Monster is um Keith Earls looks to be partaking in full training this week so touch wood he'll be on the squad and maybe even starting on the weekend excuse me and um, Duncan Williams also seems to be recovering from uh, a nasty facial injury I think he got a well, it's it's kind of a bit of a mystery I think we kind of had it all Google here before we started we didn't find anything but uh, he seems to be recovering so he might be back in the squad and as much as they say he might be the greatest player he's a very solid second place for yeah. Conor Murray he's experienced he's, like, he's so he? experienced he's been he's there for so years long. now I think he's been there maybe 5-6 years as a top 
scrum half and Munster. Yeah, and it's tough for him as well, sitting behind Murray the whole oh, time, you know. You're not getting much, much game time. Yeah. Like, but if, if anyone does know or, or knows what is wrong uh, with his face, just just, just let us know. Drop, drop us an IM, tweet, or, uh, tweet us, um, DM on, on Instagram, just, just let us know because we're both mystified what his facial injury is. And we we want to see it. We kind of like these gory things that we like to see. <laughs> so, just moving on to the Racing 92 Monster game. Um, Racing are kind of coming off a loss as well to Toulouse from last weekend. Um, there's a bit of controversy, I think, at Mull, was there? Yeah, there was, there, so they, they finished level. So it was 45-25. Or 42-25, sorry. But they, they finished level on points um, in the league. Uh, but there was a, an incident where Rocco Coco was going for a try in the corner, um, but the last defender skipped over. He he sweeped the referee's leg, or the, the referee sweeped his leg, so um, it impeded him from from tackling him. So um, yeah, it was just they were tied on points in the end. I don't think he got the score in the end. He was on the seventy seventh minute, but he didn't get the score. Uh, it wasn't given. No, and if he did get the score, then he would have. Um, they would have beat him on points. Yeah, they would have beat him on points difference. Oh, oh. So um, I think that denies them, and they're they're tied. Oh, what was it now? Um, yeah, they they denies them a home court final for the pro for, or top fourteen. Whoa! Oh, wow! It's a big. Um, that's a big thing. Big issue, yeah. But uh, that's that's racing. But it but it looks like they kind of were going all the way. Like so, they're probably in good form, I suppose. I wouldn't doubt them. No. They've, I'm just kind of looking at their team from last week. Um, they didn't have the worst of teams out but they didn't have any of the big hitters I know Dan Carter was playing but I think he benches most games these, this, this season does. with yeah. them so um, I think I think they might have rested people like Donico Callan doesn't seem to be any, anywhere on the squad I'm not sure but um, that's that's the one good thing about this semi-final like we're, we're guaranteed to have a, a Munster player in, in the, the final, final. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah it's, it's kind of one of these bittersweet games isn't it? especially for Donico Callan after um yeah, being such a such a Trojan with Munster for such a long time, like, yeah. so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's it's like the, the pro the pros. I suppose Munster coming off the back of a lot of, or sorry, the, the cons. I suppose for Munster, a lot of travel. You yeah, know, going, that, yeah. going to South Africa, coming back, and um, I suppose the the racing guys in France. It's it's not their home, not close to Paris. It's I think it's like a six hour drive from from is, Bordeaux, yeah. so about an hour's flight. Um, so yeah, and I don't. I think it's the one thing that will be in Racing's favour. I think the Bordeaux pitch is like an Astro kind of pitch. It's like a four G. Oh, like a semi synthetic. Yeah. Thing, isn't so it? I think they're playing. They obviously playing that in their their home pitch, their new stadium. So they'd be used to that. So yeah, like once once they're coming off from two very big wins over in in South Africa, like they didn't have it easy over there. They they fought hard the two of them, which is great. But they did rest a lot of their big players. They, a lot of their big players, I'd say. The likes of Peter Mann I'd say he only paid 80 minutes out of the two games I don't know if he pay all the games he came off after 40 minutes in the second game yeah. so they might have had a chance to one let their lads rest over there enjoy themselves relax but then come back fresh for this, this week because this is a big week like travelling as you said from South Africa to Cork or Limerick and from Limerick to Bordeaux that's a lot of travelling in one week like yeah. that's a lot of mileage on your legs like and your fucking and your tiredness yeah so um, that that's a that's a tough thing, but again, for professionals, they'll have nutritionists. I was actually watching a video of their nutritionist over in uh, South Africa, and they were talking about how important they're. So they they're they're on top of everything. Like it's yeah. not like they're not being catered or they're not being monitored. It's like every single one of them are being monitored. Yeah, definitely, and credit to Van Graan as well. Like he's he's using the squad so well. Like I know if there's the injury crisis, well, in the back back line, I suppose there's a lot of injuries there. 
Um, but then for the young fellas to step in and then for, for Van Grant to bring only the players that he needed. Um, like you see Brian Scott there, he started against the Cheetahs, you know. Yeah, Dan Goggin. You know, you know after his hard work and he was out injured for a long time, it's great to see them back. Like. Yeah, I think the two of them they did take take a knock in the last game against Cheetahs, Jack O'Donoghue and, and Dan Goggin. Um and then James Hart was injured before. Um, I didn't so really see what James Hart happened to him. He kind of just—he was on his knees and he got up and just walked straight off the pitch. It didn't look like he was injured. It must have been a head knock or something. It must have been something like that. I'd say, yeah. I was um, kind of watching on mute, like because it was a lot of noise at the pub, and I couldn't—I couldn't hear what what he was being taken off for. Like, yeah, yeah. But look, it's—it's it's a big week ahead. I'm sure, like more and more news will come from both camps throughout the week. And today's only Monday, so. Um, yeah, to keep tuned, look Instagram again. We'll we'll keep you up to speed with what's going on with um all the news from our camps. So um so yeah, stay yeah, tuned. Look, looking forward to seeing the teams. Mm. Um, and lastly, it's a nice short episode. We'll just run into a bit of um a bit of discussions about about the week. Um, Muller, do you have anything? The one thing that I loved to hearing this week was that getting Jenkins. Um, so getting Jenkins playing with Cardiff Blues. He's thirty seven years of age. Um, he has 193 caps uh, appearances for the Blues um, and he's Wales most capped international with 134 caps like that's phenomenal like, when you I think, know so stopping like. at all when you think when you think about that like so the news that he's in or the reason that he's in the news this week is that he extended his uh, contract for another year so he's going to play until he's 38 uh, with the Blues again so like phenomenal for, for a front row forward to be to be in in um, yeah, and that numbers for appearances and scores, it's it's ridiculous. And he's current captain, I think, as well. For, is he um, current captain yeah, this year? For the Blues as well. So. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, another contract extension, before we get to the kind of scary stuff, is um, Darren Cave. Darren Cave is after signing another, only a year-long contract. I thought, he's not that old. I think he's only in a 30 or so, is he? We'll just check that Probably out. Probably with that, yeah. But it's, it, it's good, because like, Ulster need to hang on to these players. I know they had the issue like with... With a lot of players leaving and just the, the depth again but, um, yeah he's obviously a native of Ulster as well so it's good to see him extend for another year yeah he's a one club man like yeah do you know um, I suppose there's a lot more news going on up up in Ulster that, that everyone is talking about but we, we'll just stick to the rugby side of things um, so there's a lot of stuff uh, Gilroy has also been suspended until April 26th so I think he'll miss this game and the next game um, I might be back for the second the last game of the, of the league I think it's on the 28th okay. but um, everyone probably at this point in rugby has heard that Paddy Jackson and Stuart Olding have actually been sacked I suppose from Ulster and uh, there was talks I, I did hear talks that during it that um, Exeter were going to take him on yeah. but Dave Rob Baxter the head coach has come out and said that they have no interest or they have no I think they were just interested in, in Olding um, so Stuart Olding was the only name talked about there and I think obviously there's rumours going on about um, about Jackson going to France or going somewhere in England okay. so I think that was kind of being talked about the whole time but like he's still a talent like you know it's it's it, like you'll see a club sweeping him up um, whether if it's in the, the second tier of English rugby or in, in France in the second tier because second tier of French rugby is just as competitive um, so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens there with them but yeah it'd be great to see him going back playing rugby again so and on another kind of a touchy subject um, uh, Izzy Fallow uh, said he stands by his comments um, of what he said I'll let you go Google what he said yourselves um, but you see the problem the problem is and I was kind of reading a very interesting um, document on this an article on it was that he's an interesting character in the sense that 
he's not only being pursued by other rugby union clubs he'll be pursued by Aussie rules clubs he'll be pursued by rugby league clubs he's that big of a talent in Australia he's renowned he's one of the most well known people and Australians are very religious and all that fair enough but that's the problem he, he, he'll have no problem walking away from rugby yeah. union he'll walk straight onto a rugby league he, Australian team yeah he has a backup option the whole time but like yeah. when you see the man in the air like and you look at all those sports as he rules your your aerial skills rugby league under a high ball yeah. everything like so he's he's a talent like but it's um, yeah look it's, it's up to him what he does but exactly I mean he's, he sat out the last week I, I saw him on the bench and he was with um with the Warthaws and he was sitting on the bench and um, I think he's still going to be sitting on the bench until until something happens but I know he walked out of the last meeting that they had and he said openly I'm happy to walk away from the sport so We'll see what happens. I think it's a bit of a back. I think it's a bit of a backward step for rugby. Rugby is about inclusion and about everyone together, and it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are, or what color you are, anything. Yeah, it's all about inclusion. It's your opinions as well, you know. I mean, look, it's his opinion. It's it's his at the end of the day. But but he's a professional rugby player and he's a superstar. Yeah, you can't be throwing flimsy comments that will affect half your country. Yeah, he's still have standards, I suppose. You still have kind of like you have set expectations for for the younger kind of exactly. generation. You got you got you got to be respectful to everyone. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean, you're. You're one of the most well-known names in Australia. You can't, mm. you can't offend half a nation because you don't agree with something. Yeah, yeah. I love the way you brought up all the controversial stuff today. It's <laughs> <laughs> all on you. Dara's not here. <laughs> Darby's te- texting us here now and giving out mad about us. Um, on another kind of note as well, um, Die Young um, with Wasps. Um, so they have two two South Africans. They have um, Willie LaRue um, and they also Jean de Jonah. Um, so good pronunciation there <laughs> so uh, the young is asking for the guys he's saying to Raz Erasmus that they should be included um, in, in the in the South African squad um, but look South Africa's rule again is that you have to have 30 caps um, uh, Willie LaRue has 41 caps but uh, Jean de Jona has only 19 caps so yeah Raz Erasmus said he, look, he, they're going to make a decision as, as kind of Japan comes closer Obviously, South Africa rugby not being in the best shape, they'll have to look and make exceptions. So the reason I thought we'd bring it up is that it could kind of start a, a trend. You know, I know like Wales brought this in, um, this uh, this club thing, and that you have to have a certain amount of cups or caps for your international. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes again. But it's just an interesting one. And um, I'd, be, I'd be interested to see the exodus of players from Europe back to the Southern Hemisphere this season when the when this, when when they hear the World Cup is coming like yeah. do you know I think they'll all go back and try to get their caps like yeah. everyone wants to play for New Zealand everyone wants to play for South Africa Australia Argentina they're all going to start going back like because I assume they're smart and have their contracts ending in 2018 that they can go back like but again there's only a select amount of clubs there's a very few amount of clubs that you can play for in, well in both hemispheres yeah. so it'd be interesting to see who goes back like Fekitoa I just amazed and I know Dara touched on this was it last week why he ever left he was a starting 13 I know Leonard Brown and all them were kind of up up, up in behind him like but Fekitoa was the number one 13 for me like he was massive strong good passer but why would you leave I know it's probably more money but I don't know I just, yeah it's, it's weird like, like you have to look at the money side of things like they're coming towards the end of their career but they just want to cash right? in a small bit let me just how, how old is he let's check your spelling here so now <laughs> Fekitoa's 25. 25 my god yeah you, you, you could arguably say he has two World Cups if he holds himself well yeah if he holds himself really very well like strange decisions aren't they strange but it's just look 
it's money really at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just money, you know. Um, I know it's coming up as well that Pat Lamb, he was taking charge of the Barbarian squad. Cool. So um, I think May is when they're kicking off. So I think they're playing England first in Twickenham. So that's the first, uh, yeah, the first international game is Barbarians. I don't know who they're playing actually. Um, yeah, the Barbarians. They, they should be starting. Obviously, the camp will be will start in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens there. And um, just on the injury front, then I saw that Will Guinea, um, he's out for the Rebels, so he's a hamstring injury, and he's going to miss the South Africa tour as well. So the South African, oh, I think, no. uh, well, it's just with the Rebels. Rebels are playing two back to back games in South Africa, um, next weeks. So he's going to miss that tour. But again, he's been just unbelievable. He's been so so good again this year. Except for his stupid haircut, that's the only thing that really annoys me. <laughs> um, I suppose we always kind of do an old retirement front, and the retirement front there's kind of there's two big names for Munster, I suppose. And one is Casey Laulala, who recently went to was a, well, a couple of years ago went to Racing was it Racing Institute, is retiring at the end of the year, um, and I believe the ever aging or ageless should I say Donica Callan has decided to hang up his boots and uh, I think it's effective after the 28th of April yeah. when his last his last game is the 28th of April yeah. yeah so that's 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 us getting old Mull if he's retiring like I know these these are names that we were we were just watching growing up and we were they were like, watching yeah them. and they were just uh, yeah they were just the, the frontier of Munster like they were the players that we watched well I suppose Donner's more than, than Casey but when Casey came on the scene he, he brought a fresh yeah. He was cool. I mean, yeah. he was kind of down with the cool kids. Like yeah. everyone loved him. Like because he was really, he was really chilled out, yeah. relaxed. Like he's cool. Um, but yeah, look, Dunnick has been doing media work. He's doing TV work. He's this is just it was kind of, it was always coming. I suppose it was coming this year or next year. I know he he extended his stay in in Worcester for for another year last season. So he only got the year contract. Um, but like I I think he's only training over there two or three times a week, and he's flying over from Cork to Worcester as well. So he's still kind of very much. Set in, set up in Cork. Yeah. Um. Another person I found interesting, and he's the same age as him, is uh, Peter Stringer. Mm. I've seen a lot of picture and um, videos on his Instagram. He's doing a lot of stuff in UCC. You know that. Is he? He's doing all his personal fitness in UCC. Do you know the the rugby gym in UCC? Yeah. He's doing it all in there, and he's putting up all videos and stuff. I'd love to know what he's kind of his next plan is. Is he trying to become into physical fitness and? Personal fitness type of thing because he's absolutely shredded. He's unbelievable. I was just about to say it. He's shredded a bull, like, bits. A like past bull, him, he, he actually lives quite near myself and, and Martin in uh, where we live, and uh, passed him in the shop. By and I actually had a look into his basket. He eats the weirdest food. By really? What was it? It's all like it looked like all dairy product. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was some sort of diet he was doing, but like it, it was all weird products. Like it was all kind of cheeses and milk and yogurts and I just kind of he must have thought he was a freak I followed him and I looked into his basketball like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just interested to see what he does because I know he was trying to get another contract extension with was it with was it with War Watch Watch again, yeah, two of them over, but yeah. they didn't get it he didn't get it so I'd love to know is he going to go back playing rugby or is, he, is, is that it because he's never retired he's never put up a, a statement yeah. so I just but like it's weird, you know, when 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 kind of players get older and they kind of hit their like mid thirties, late thirties, they seem to get fitter out of nowhere. It's just like and like I like feel him. like they need to be though. When you were young and you were eighteen, you were always fit. You didn't need to do half as much work as as us now. How yeah. much work do we need to get fit in pre season compared to before? Yeah, true, very so. true, very true. But yeah, you see a lot of it. Like I mean, Johnny Holland, I know he had that injury, like, but he's after going into the fitness kind of front as well. So um, 
yeah, hopefully he might might take might take and he's another guy, good guy to watch on Instagram as well, Johnny Holland, he's a lot of good content up. At Johnny Holland ten. Yeah. He's good content up, uh, he does a lot of stuff for for fitness and, and health and yeah, sports specific as well. So yeah, and then Peter Stringer, just have a look off him as well. Instagram, he's uh, constantly has good videos up, and um, yeah, anyone that's looking for exercises and how to kind of work and such, he's, he's class, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, Mull, I think it's a nice and short and snappy episode, it's about a half an hour long. Uh, I think so. It's it's been so much better without Dara, hasn't it? It's just <laughs> flowed so much nicer. <laughs> in case you hadn't noticed, myself and Martin are actually in the same room. We didn't have Dara here today, so we could go into the same room. It was lovely. Yeah. We might continue to do it if Dara never comes back. <laughs> but, uh, Muller, yeah. thank you, thanks a million for the, the night, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much, Danny. Talk to you next week. All right. Have a good night, guys. Look. Thank you. Look, 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 look. look.